davening takeaway, Torah or daf Samach Zion. There is a very powerful mimer on this daf that, that relates to davening. And in fact, it's somewhat of a, a process that's described on how we can uh, reach the levels in davening that we should be reaching. And it's in there, it explains that one could have, um, you know, some meditation, his boneness, and realizing how wonderful God's creations are and all the multitudinous and, and diversity and how God is the life of all those things and how amazing that is. And yet with that meditation, we can still be confined and not feel this, ins this inspiration or the, the sense of, of being uh, one with Hashem and the aspect of Bittal that we've mentioned a few times, the idea of uh, sublimating it to Hashem's greater being and, and experiencing that, that awareness and that love that comes from that. And, and that's because of the body and the Nefesh Bahamas that, that surrounds it. And in the Mimer explains that Avraham, he was able to overcome it. And with that tremendous love, be completely united with Hashem. And so, so much vatal to Hashem, so much sublimating it to Hashem that he was known as a Merkava, like a, a chariot or a vehicle that just served Hashem um, in, a, in a seamless way. And it explains that, that how did Abraham do that? He not only just viewed the, the diversity of the, the world and, and all that amazingness that we know comes from Hashem and Hashem gives life to it, but we also add a second, his boneness, another kind of meditation, realizing that God is above everything. And he's so great and so beyond infinite that not even a thought can, can grasp Hashem. And that level, that, that from there comes now trickling down into the aspect of Malchus. And from that aspect of Malchus, now from there is generated all the, the creations and everything from spiritual to physical in a way of just a glint and a, or, a, or a, a little ray of light that comes off. And now we've seen this um, show up in a number of different places, and we've talked about it. I want to address in a little more detail here the differences and how this mimer actually reflects that in its description. That in Pesukah de Zimra, as we've said, that this is a world related to the Olam Hayitzira. Olam Hayitzira is connected with character traits, character with emotions, mitos. And how we can have a sensation of wow, like like viewing a beautiful piece of art or a beautiful scene that just sort of it doesn't necessarily reflect any uh, close analysis. It reflects being just it sort of uh, passes by that into direct inspiration. In there, we talked about the fact that there are places, including uh, we've mentioned the the fourth one of the Halalukas, where the description of the heavenly realms and the physical realms, and it's just simply merely a glint of Hashem and how Hashem is much greater than that. We see a parallel in that and in general things that go on in Pesukah de Zimra in, in a broad way with after Baruchu, which we leave Yitzira and go into the world of Bria. And as I explained, that in the world of Bria, it's, I, I like to describe it more as the analysis of science or a scientist looking at something and um, digging deeper into the details, first in an intellectual way, then then bringing out then the emotion from that. 
And so we see that uh, after Baruchu, the first thing we say actually is Yotzer or Uvore Choshech, that um, Hashem forms the light and creates darkness. And so that's a hint at the, the, the previous world of Yitzira, Yotzer, Yitzira, where there's light, where in, in, in that sense where there's light generated almost immediately from the experience, the, the, the lighting up our soul. In Bria, Bore Choshech, there's a darkness. We've moved into a new realm, a higher realm that requires more analysis and more digging into to experience the, the amazingness that's there. And so we see that immediately after that, there's a series of, of um, descriptions of how the world works, the different you know, physical and the physical heavens. And then from there, it transitions into spiritual beings, the angels, our souls, things like that. And so we see. And this is actually mentioned in the Mimer, which is fascinating in this particular place in the uh, in, in Torah Or, that it describes the difference between uh, a, a creation from Hashem that's related to, shall we say, um, uh, the uh, action, the Maiseyodecha, the actions of your hand, and how an action of one's hand is so removed from the essence of who we are. That even when, that when we create something, let's say we make a piece of pottery or something, and we let go, that pottery stands there. And by looking at the pottery, one can't, can't discern the essence of the soul that it came from. That's how far removed it is. And this is how all these creations are so far removed from Hashem's essence. But there's another, excuse me, another aspect. It's also just a glint in Ha'ara coming from Hashem's Malchus. And that is by terming uh, terming it shame a name so just like a name is an, an external like a glint or a ray of who we are in our essence still a name unlike an action of the hands a name still has a connection back to that essence so much so that we see that uh, by calling somebody's name they turn their their consciousness they move towards it if someone's unconscious and they, someone calls the name many times we can wake them up from that unconsciousness and so there, the name, albeit very external, does have a connection back in. And those are related to the spiritual realms, the angels, the malachim, the, the, the souls, and the shamas. And we see that reflected in the davening, that we see that um, in the first blessing, Yotzeh Or, we see that there's an expression that says, Tisbore Hashem Elokeinu B'Shamay Mima'al V'Al-Haaretz Mitochas that, that we are going to praise Hashem, our God, from, from with the amazingness of the heavens and above and all the earth down here below. All the praise from my Yodecha, from, from, the, from the actions of your hands. And that's related to that lower level, more distant level. But when we get to a deeper level of shame, it says the very next paragraph that it says here, Tisborech, another similar parallel kind of description. Tisborech le netzach tzurin v'gayel malkeinu v'gayelenu barech kadeshim yishtabach shimecha laad malkeinu. That we see that that now when we're praising Hashem, we're praising Hashem by His name, and the name is what is is going to be reflected that way. And and so we see now that even though yes, it is still distant, Hashem is is beyond all. We're a little more fine tuning what that distance means and how it's praised in the in the fine 
different levels of what it is. And that, that analysis only brings us to a greater awe and love of Hashem and how Hashem is greater than everything. And again, not, you know, no thought can even touch Hashem. And so this now leads up directly to Shema that we can then um, bring about a most nefesh. We can actually have a serious nefesh, you know, as it were self-sacrifice, giving ourselves over to that oneness, the, the, the unity of Hashem and being, some, some, you know, being absorbed into that oneness of Hashem as he is one with everything. And so the question then in the mimer is, that uh, how do we, we were not Avram Avinu, we've been inherited things from Avram Avinu, but how can we experience what Avram Avinu experienced? And the mimer goes on to explain that we need one more element that helps us. And that element is Torah. And learning of Torah, if we learn it in the proper way, and the mimer goes into detail as far as what that way is, it's a high level of the point where when we are reading Torah, we we now have a consciousness that we are just repeating that which Hashem said. So the things that are going through our mouth, through our from our brain to through our mouth, that is actually now um, the high level of, of what Hashem in His highest level, the Anochi, the 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 one, the supreme oneness, the, the that essence of Hashem, now is communicating through us. And that level of bittul, being able to nullify ourselves that way that now gives us that bitul to now be able to have the, the, uh, the, his bonus, the, the, the meditations and the davening to allow us to reach the uh, sublime level of, of recognizing Hashem's oneness and being included in that oneness. And if I can mention that, you know, in there that it talks about different levels of Torah, but we know that the essence of the Torah, which then will give us even a better ability to bring that consciousness of learning Torah there, that essence of the Torah is the Torah of Hasidus, which we're actually learning now. That the Torah or is Torah of Hasidus. And so by learning Hasidus, that will enable us in the most straightforward way to allow that process to happen, that we can position ourselves mentally, spiritually, um, in their consciousness to then allow that process of davening to be accomplished in the highest way it can be. And so it's interesting that amongst the Hasidim, we have a, 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 a strong custom. In fact, in the yeshivas, they do this as a regular part of the daily schedule that we learn Hasidus before davening. So there is Torah learning every day before davening. Anyone says that uh, anyone who's been through the yeshiva system should be learning an hour every day. Um, if not, then at least an hour Monday and Thursday. But that learning Hasidus before davening is so crucial to putting ourselves in the position to allow ourselves to experience the davening, similar to the way Avram Avinu started it and started that process of, of you know, the way the Jewish people can be and, and allowing that greatest, highest level of the davening. <laughs>